Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about. time for Mortgage Matters. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Just a touch after 10 here on June 14th. It is a live show, and we have both myself and Dan in the studio today, so you all can breathe a sigh of relief. It's been a while since you've been here. Do you even remember how to do this? <laughs> I think we'll get it. I think it's going to be okay. It, it has been a while. Well, we were just talking about that. We ran like two or three weeks with the reruns, and then Dan was here last week with a guest. So it's a been month, a while. month? Probably really? so. You've been, I think it's like one out of the last six shows that you've been here. You're almost not even a regular <laughs> guest anymore. Yeah, it gets you a chance to get a word in edgewise, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened a little bit, though. Um, pretty, much, pretty good show last Yeah, week, Oh, yeah. Right? You guys yeah. did good really good job yeah yeah Uh, i I was busy man i've been busy my daughter graduated so i i had to attend her graduation yeah it was a kindergarten was you have kindergarten graduation (laughs) big milestone yeah Yeah, she's going out into the real world now hey there's a elementary school there's a really good chance she's listening and you're gonna hurt her feelings no no we're proud of that actually really yeah sorry i didn't even mean to make fun of it i may i may have erred on the side of you guys when i heard that it was um you said kindergarten it was actually preschool (laughs) that's right Well, you know, it's like certain things as a parent, you you can't miss them or you don't want to miss well, them. And, and that's to, one of those things. And maybe it's always been this way and I've been more oblivious to it. But today it's a bigger, a bigger deal is made out of every milestone. So, yeah, I had to go. And it was fun. It was a good time. And aren't you glad that you did? I did. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I would, I would attend commencements. Um, for my kids, instead of doing the radio show, probably most of the time, (laughs) (laughs) even if it seems silly. Well, I didn't even realize it, but as I drove through town, it must be Cal Poly graduation weekend. It is indeed. Because there were a lot of people milling about. The bars were modestly packed. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of activity. Yeah. And the the Pismo Beach car show is actually next weekend because of graduation and Father's Day. Because they usually have a Father's Day weekend, but they just figured it was too much going on. Oh, yeah. So they're moving it to next weekend. So next weekend's going to be busy around here, too. Excellent. Feels like summertime. And the weather's nice, too. Supposed to be up into the 80s today. Dan just hit his funny bones. He won't talk for a minute while he's busy laughing. Turn off Dan's mic while he gets over this funny bone thing. Those, those funny, yeah. Can you blur his lips too? Yeah. Those funny bones sure make your lips look like bad words. They sure aren't funny. I don't know why it's called that, man. Those things get you pretty good. All right. Yeah. So I missed. I missed a few radio shows, and sadly, you know, last week was one of the ones I missed that I I always enjoy is that unemployment one, or the employment report, rather. I, I like to think of it as the unemployment now, but um, so yeah, I listened in. You guys did a good job. I'm proud of you. So 
since I have no idea what I'm doing after like <laughs> six weeks off, <laughs> I should let you drive. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I was a good driver last week. We had Will on. Will's from our uh, one of our loan officers up in Paso Robles, and he's a he's really in tune with what's going on in the markets. I think he's he makes it a hobby of his own, even though he doesn't do the radio show every weekend. He still likes to follow that stuff. So he was good to have on and um, get some different commentary. I guess it's I'd, nice I'd to get like a different to opinion. yeah, I'd like to have him on at least once a month. He he does have a kind of a different and really valuable way of viewing things um i thought since i think it's just a good um segue here from from last week into this week since last week was the jobs report we brought up the question i know we've brought it up too you and i have brought this question up how much of labor participation and you know the people who are being counted as unemployed, how much of that has to do with baby boomers leaving the workforce altogether? And Will brought up a great point that this is a big transitional time in our our economy that a lot of people may choose to that reinventing themselves isn't really what they want to do at at this stage of their life. You know, so many people have have worked for a long period of time and and when jobs get squeezed, they're faced with with the options, you know, maybe they didn't, they weren't necessarily choosing to retire, but given the other options that are presented to them, maybe getting into a new line of work or struggling through a tough time in their in their business that they have been in for a long time, maybe they'd rather, um, with those options available, retirement is what they're going to opt to do, not necessarily what they're going to choose to do. Um, and so it, it was kind of an interesting perspective that he brought up. And it just so happens that I, f I finally located an article that spoke to this a little bit. Um, apparently, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines. It wasn't clearly stated in this article, but um, it seems to, to be that folks who are counted in the labor participation or the workforce participation rate are folks who are baby boomers who are retiring. So... They are being counted as the unemployed, it seems like, at least for a period of time. Um, although it's not likely that they're ever going to re-enter the workforce. I, But they're, they're helping drag down that labor participation rate because they are part of the potential labor pool. So last, last month's report was sort of the... It can no longer be argued that we replaced every job that we lost, right? From I mean, right, right. We, I, we reached pre-recession levels. Yeah, and um, so there's obviously some jobs that need to be created for population growth every single month, and there's people that are retiring. Um, I, I heard the 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 population growth number just to catch up with that over the past what has been six, eight years, something like that. Um, we're still 7 million jobs behind population growth, but we've caught up to where we were pre-recession. Right. I, uh, I, read a, I read a report that kind of talks a little bit to what you were saying, was talking about, um, you know, there's this movement. Seattle instituted a new minimum wage, and I'm not sure it fully passed yet, but they were talking about making minimum wage $15 an hour. I thought it did. Um. 
the president has been on a push to get minimum wage up and um, I read this report on a site that I look at called Politico that kind of fact checks uh, different claims made by these guys and they were essentially saying that nationally the majority of the folks that are on minimum wage are um, seniors that are taking part-time work and they're teenagers with like second jobs and things of that nature that it's it's it has no, very little impact to the actual working family like there isn't mom and dad where both are going out working minimum wage job or jobs that's not the norm and you know so i in terms of those people like you talk about the baby boomers maybe and that was actually one of the pieces of the show last week that i did get to hear as we were in the car the um just this idea that those people are maybe thought they could retire but lost a bit much or now the increased costs of health care, different things forcing them to have some supplemental income, that those might be the folks that are getting those minimum wage jobs. And and I kind of made that correlation in my mind is that ties into, you know, and obviously if you're a senior, you that's looking for you've retired so to speak and now looking for some sort of um, part-time work um, I think that the norm is that you might go for one of those those kinds of jobs like that but uh, it's hard for me to imagine that those baby boomer numbers push this stuff too terribly far that's my thought participation rate that I don't think is the problem. I, I think still we have a problem of having created good head of household jobs in a thriving economy. Um, it seems like just probably was a year ago, we were just talking about this, the Cal Poly graduates this week. Uh, you, here you are graduating, stepping into a labor market that was pretty miserable when you started college. And today probably a bit better. I mean, you got to, got to think that it's a little bit better, but I don't think it's just hot for the taking. No, I agree with you. Quality is still the, the biggest problem I think facing our jobs economy. But I think, I think this labor participation statistic with the component of, of retired folks who are entering retirement years and choosing or opting to be retired versus continuing on and in, in a less than stellar economy um, I think it's just interesting because... But if you're retired by choice or by force, you're excluded then from the participation rate, correct? Well, yes, and but I, you have to be excluded for... You have to be... I, I still think you have to be outside of six months from your job. I even if you've chosen to be retired and you're you've only been retired for six months, I think you're still included in that unemployment rate number. Well, so I think there's still, a difference in retired and seeking employment and retired and not seeking. I yeah, think there's actively seeking. And if and you're not. actively seeking, then you can be counted. I think you're you're counted at that point. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's for 26 weeks. See, and that's that's where I'm I'm having to. To, to read into this a little bit be, because it's talking about labor participation rate was at 62, a little less than 63%. Uh huh. And it's defining, or it's workforce participation rate, and it's defining the that term as combination of those with jobs and unemployed workers actively seeking them. 
Yeah. But then it says a key factor in this labor or workforce participation rate being where it is, nearly all agree, is the growing exodus from the job market of baby boomers who were born from 1946 to 64 and are now at or fast approaching retirement age. So perhaps this is suggesting that the labor force participation rate is as high as 63% because all these people are exiting the the workforce altogether is that or or it's saying the other that it's as low as it is because these people are exiting it's a little confusing hard I'm, to say i'm trying what i've been long wondering is are the people who are retiring being counted which side are they being counted in and i i don't know that i found a clear answer one way or the other i know that if you are not working and not actively seeking a job that at least outside of six months, you're not being counted at Correct. all. Correct. I think if you're if you're unemployed and not actively seeking, that you're not counted in the number. And then there's that other metric that they changed a couple years ago to try to, I think, an effort to help PR here for the nation was if you were on unemployment at the end of your unemployment term, if you were not un, if you were no not employed at that point, you were deemed retired and not counted in the participation rate. So I got to imagine that just for keeping morale up and keeping those numbers in good shape, if you're not seeking, you're not being counted. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this today. We've been talking a little bit about graduation weekend. There was a a viral little... Um, story that went around Facebook to say that um, student loan debt in the nation was going to be um, eliminated. And a lot of people took it as fact and started sharing it and people just saying, this is probably a hoax, but I sure hope it's true. Um, so dug out a little bit of info here about student loan debt ties in actually to the to this discussion but also um it's come up in the housing in in the housing numbers here too so march as of march outstanding student loans in the nation 1.11 trillion let that number soak in for a minute that's a big number outstanding credit card debt in the same month just to kind of put it into context a little bit nationally 857 billion. So student loan debt trumps credit card debt. I mean, you got to imagine that most, <laughs> you wonder how many of those people with the student loans are the ones with the credit cards too. Um, that would be an interesting uh, overlay in this. But um, student loans have increased $124 billion in the last 12 months, while credit cards increased just $7 billion over the same period. And so they're starting to look at this idea of how expensive it is to get an education. If for us, you know, we've been regulated by all these new boards and bodies. You can hardly keep up with them or remember what their acronyms are. Um, the CFPB, this is the Con Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They were created with long arms by Dodd-Frank and are regulating about every sector of business that is dealing with money. I think right now they have their target really set on um, those payday advance companies that you see like in the little shopping center where you can come in and get a payday advance for 40% interest on your paycheck. 
Uh, so they're, they're just basically trying to go through and clean up who's loaning to whom and, and whether or not it's fair. Um, but the, the CFPB director uh, came out and made this statement last week saying that student debt is a, a pressing problem with a matter of grave importance and says that uh, student loan debt is the second largest debt category in the nation, which has reached $1.2 trillion. According to this guy, the overhang of the high student loan debt is affecting not just borrowers, but the housing market, small businesses, retirement savings, household formations, and rural communities. He referenced the recent surveys where the, the National Association of Realtors stated that 49% of Americans said that student loan debt was a huge obstacle in home ownership. So we're really going to start to see uh, some, I think, some price, some reform or something. It's pretty wild how expensive it is. And, you know, there's there's always a lot of griping. I, I'm still paying student loan debt. Are you? No. Nope. You finished yours. I paid mine off, yeah. I had the I had the distinct pleasure of uh, consolidating you, you mine consolidated. and my wife's. Yeah, and I did because part of it is because the student loan stuff was so jacked up at the time. Every every quarter that we were received another chunk of the student loan, it had an account number that was one digit different than the previous one and was basically a new loan. So then when we graduated from college, I said. Um, all right, it's time to start paying these things back as they come out of deferment. And then all of a sudden I was expected to write 31 checks for all these stupid little, you know, $1,500, $2,500 loans. And so I contacted the bank to do a consolidation. And if you do a consolidation, the only thing you can do is make them into one loan that then becomes like a 30-year term. Instead of the 10-year term that it starts Yeah, with. and so... While it was nice for me to and to get it all under kind of under one roof and be able to get the the interest down too, by the way, because the consolidation loan brought them all in under like three or four percent or something, it made this amortization term that's like buying a house. And um, so I think that was one big problem. And another issue too is that, and this may have changed now. I haven't been a student for long enough that I think I'm falling out of touch with some of these things, but who you could consolidate your loans with and what their offerings were. You were told, at least I was at the time, the kind of loan that I had, I had to go back to the original issuer of it and accept their consolidation terms. It wasn't an option for me to go out and look at different banks. If I could have found a bank that would have taken what we had and kept it at a 10-year term or maybe a 15-year term, I would have gladly elected to have that. But um, my sense at the time was that the rules were well established and I wasn't going to be able to get any kind of an option or any sort of competitive offer. I was just being told exactly what my option was and I could elect to do it or not, but it was just too cumbersome in the way it was set up to not do it. So I do expect that we're going to see the government get a bit more involved in, in regulating student loans and how how much interest can be charged, what those terms are, whether there are options. And I hope this has already changed, but the ability is simply to go to different. I know you're laughing. Well, because I'm they're... laughing because most student loans are government insured student loans in the first place. So they already have their hands in that pot. I just think it's funny that now they're going to go regulate the loans that they're issuing themselves 
for yeah. the most part. I mean, granted, there are some non-government student loans, but I just think it's funny. And the other thing that <laughs> it brings to mind is I've never seen this before except for the last a couple of weeks. But on two separate borrower credit reports, I've seen student loans where the they've been delinquent and the note in the comment section on the credit item has said that the creditor has applied for the insured portion of the balance to I've be repaid. I've seen that recently too. And I had never seen it before until recently. And I know that the reason that this story is even in the headlines right now is that it's, you know, in this, this effort to try to eliminate major economic catastrophes, student loans are being viewed as the probably one of the more major potential crises to develop here because the student loan debt has swelled so much. It's difficult for, for people to repay it. Well, and, and it's one of the only debts in the nation that you simply can't get out of. And people used to say yeah. taxes, that you they're, it's the same as taxes, but I've news for you. You can get out of your taxes. In fact, if you end up going through the bankruptcy process because you just have to, whatever whatever life events have led you to this point, let's just say you've got a home loan and student loans and you've got credit cards and you've got timeshare and yacht and all of this crap and you go all the way before the bankruptcy judge and look down, they can make your taxes go away, your house go away, your credit cards go away. They can make everything about you go away except for the student loan. It will remain. And that's a really that's another thing that's really just a fascinating thing is that you take these young kids that yet they're not totally certain what it is they're going to do. But culture, I think, in most places, and maybe this is more California than anything else, but culturally, I think as a, a, a teenager, you're basically told if you want to make anything for yourself, you better not only graduate high school, but get on a college path. And if not, you could suspect you're going to... And more and more, it's not just undergrad. You have to get a master's. You need to be a master's or, yeah, get a doctorate down at some point. And And that's just more and more debt. So, yeah, you have people that uh, by the end of school where, you know, at... 22 23 years old where you still don't completely have your wits about you now you've you've kind of like attached yourself to this student debt that you're never going to escape and it's growing every month it is a problem um it's just a a pretty wild thing so we'll be we'll be keeping track of how what shapes up in in terms of the student loans um one of these things that really i think you can tell from the numbers here. Over a trillion dollars, the it's second amazing. largest debt category in the nation. It's amazing that it trumps credit cards because <laughs> almost everybody has a credit card. Not everybody went to college. Yeah, but see, one of the debt. thing is, though, is that you can get yourself a student loan for $25,000 this year and spend it all. True. And get yourself another one next year and another one the next year and yeah. another one the next year. In fact, I guess you do rack because it up you can't get out of it, they'll never not give you one. You may not get the subsidized one. But at least the credit card company said, you know what, Dan, <laughs> we gave you that $8,000 last year and you used the whole thing and you're barely paying it back. We're not going to give you another 8000 bucks, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen in the student loan world. So it's kind of a, a sad thing. Hey, guys, it's time for the first commercial break of the show. We've got... A whole lot more to talk about. There's a lot of uh, a lot of great news stories. 
Um, a couple things have just come up during the, the work week that I think would make good topics of discussion. We'd love to hear from you. I know it's a beautiful weekend outside, but you can you can put on your KVEC app on your phone and listen to us while you're sunbathing or you know walking the dog or whatever. Um, we'd love to hear from you. 543-8830. 543-8830. Give us a call. Share your comments or questions. Um, but whatever you do, stick around for more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The city of Morro Bay has its patriotic arms open and waiting for you to join them once again this 4th of July for an Independence Day celebration that will be better than ever. All the festivities kick off at 10 a.m. with the Morro Bay Mile Skateboard Push Race on the Harbor Walk. And don't forget to decorate your bike for the 5th Annual Bike Parade at 1 p.m. from the Rock to Tidelines Park where the activities continue. It's a fun family day with live music, long games, and more. This year's music lineup includes the Dentures, Prestige, the Bobby Santa Cruise Band with the 805s, and Nashville recording artist Herrick. And of course, the star of every 4th of July is the fireworks, which blast off at 9 p.m. This is a 4th of July celebration that keeps bringing you back, and it's fun for the entire family. Brought to you by Todd Gonzini's Dockside Restaurants, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. For a schedule of events, lodging options, and more, check out the website at morrowbayforth.org. That's morrowbayforth.org. Hi, this is Jason Grody at Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. Let me and my staff of mortgage experts help you buy your next home. We promise to close on time, on budget, with no surprises. Give Central Coast Lending a call today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Loan. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. The annual Morro Bay Wine Cellar Wine Raffle is on, and you can win 50 bottles of premium wine valued at over $1,500, courtesy of Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Tickets are only $50 each. All proceeds benefit the Morro Bay 4th of July celebration. The raffle will be held on Saturday, July 5th at 2 p.m. at Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Support the 4th of July and buy your raffle ticket today. 
For more info, call 772-8388 or visit morrowbaywinecellar.com. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. All right, everybody, welcome back to Mortgage Matters. Thanks much for being with us. So the economy has been doing a lot better, and uh, we've had a, a actually, I'd say, a pretty good run of like some decent news lately. Um, yes, I know that retail sales wasn't great this week. We'll talk about that in a minute. But a little turmoil overseas reminds us that we can uh, our bond markets can be manipulated pretty quick by what goes on overseas. I, I didn't have a chance to look too far into it just yet because I saw it on my way into the show today. But it looked like um, Ukraine had a plane shot down this morning. So I could only imagine we're going to see a continuance of that this week. Um, and additional now some unrest in Iraq. And um, so that's been pushing interest rates down a little bit. In fact, um, interest rates are... I think last heard they were somewhere around their uh, October of 2013 low. And uh, I think they're probably still hovering around there. We saw a little bit of movement back the other way when uh, we saw the the good jobs report and a couple of other things started to kind of pull our interest rates a little bit higher. Uh, but uh, this last couple days of this week, and I expect next week, we're going to see probably a little bit of a decline in the interest rate market. Um Fannie Mae actually reduced their 2014 National Housing Survey this last week and um, kind of gives us an idea of how things might be looking nationwide. And listen to this. This was kind of surprising to me. Um, I think it may be to you, too. The share of respondents who believe the economy is headed in the wrong direction remained at its constant 57% last month. I had to reread that sentence. Respondents who believe the economy is headed in the wrong direction stayed the same. So even over the course of everything that's happened in the last month, some good progress that we're making, highs in the Dow, creating good jobs, factory orders, you know, we had car, the auto sales numbers, a lot of things showing that we're heading in the right direction, maybe a good thaw from winter, suggesting that... Um, we haven't changed the minds of more than half of the people that respond say that they believe we're headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, that that seems... Doesn't that sound weird to you? It does, considering where we've come from. I mean... Do you think our economy is headed in the wrong direction? I don't. I, I feel like our economy is recovering, which is the direction I was hoping it was going to go. It's been recovering. The jobs <laughs> things, like, you know, thank God we've come away from 400, 500, 600,000 people a week looking for unemployment. Uh, we've 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 sort of changed and stabilized the perception of housing and housing values. 
Um, we have quite a we we've cut down on the level of debt that we were pushing. We've been pulling out of the stimulus packages. We've it feels more like a political policy type of response than like a are you happier with the economy today than than three four years ago kind of response. It seems it it seems that there's more maybe of a political backbone to that. The percentage of respondents who expect their personal financial situation to get better over the next 12 months fell slightly, 42%. So this I found to be the most interesting part. And, and I think because of what we were talking about a little earlier with job quality, um, I think as, as you go in further to this, there were some comments about... Um, Income expectations, I think, and and that's that's really the the core of this issue is income, wage wage growth. It hasn't been growing. It hasn't been growing for longer than this recession. It hasn't been growing for more than a decade. Yeah, that's the problem. And okay, so now you're now you're hitting into it. So he's like kind of going backwards from this article. You ask somebody, are you making more or less money than you were two years ago? My, most people are probably going to say the same. You're going to come across some folks that say that they're making less. Um, doesn't It's not really the norm to, oh, more, definitely more. You're not running into too many people that are like, oh, I don't even have to think about that. From 2003 to today, I'm making more. Um, so if that's the deal, then you say, well, in the next 12 months, is my personal financial situation going to get better or worse? The only way it's going to get better is if I keep a good budget, reduce my spending, and stay hunkered down. Otherwise, no. Um, and then altogether, if you take those people then and say, do, so then do you think that the whole national economy is heading in the right direction or not, end up with the majority of people saying no. And so I can kind of see how... It, it's that reticence over wages and that I if my personal situation isn't getting better then the economy isn't going in the right direction yeah I, I think so I feel like that's how they arrived at it yeah. because when I first read it I'm like who did they poll 57% of people say economy's headed in the wrong direction these people not paying any attention at all but then it occurred to me that the people that they're asking are not the people that are tracking the national metrics over consumption and GDP and unemployment initial jobs claims they're not looking at the value of gold. They're saying, how is my income today? How is it going to be in the next 12 months? And if you apply that sentiment across the nation, how is it? And then you go, okay, I get it. So that that kind of is, those are the people that aren't the Mortgage Matters listeners, right? Those are the people that are just sizing it up. Well, it's also about the survey. Sure. How were the questions organized? Totally. You know, what was the whole context of the survey? I think yep. there's that element of it, too, that that's a little deceiving about just isolating a couple of questions sure. and how the, how the responses came. Um, what's interesting here is it, this article goes on to, to talk about how these lukewarm income expectations are affecting housing. Last week, Will and I yeah. were talking, you know, rates... You know, they moved down to a 12-month low, still at historic lows. I mean, rates are incredibly low, yeah. low 4% for 30-year fixed loans. While home prices have come up a little bit, they're, they're not projected to go lower. They're only projected really to go higher. Right. So there's this opportunity still to get into housing 
at a at a bargain, you know. But I, you've got people still have that fresh view of getting your hand smacked, right? So, so the question we brought up is why aren't why aren't we seeing more activity? Why aren't the the homes at the low end that were gobbled up two three years ago? Why aren't they? Why aren't we seeing those people turning into move up buyers? Was it just that all those homes are purchased by investors? No. Well, when you I wanted, look at this, it seems like those people are still being cautious. They're hunkered down. Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, that um, we've never dealt with in any kind of housing recovery ever before. So we have to figure out how to size this up today. I brought this up once before I know, but um, I, want a, I want a different house. I want a bigger house. I need a house with another bedroom. I have a 3% 30-year fixed. Granted, the four percent I could get today is not much worse, but it constitutes a few hundred bucks a month. But and, and if you don't believe that your in, your personal income situation is going to get better in the next twelve months, are you really ready to take on a larger more? obligation? No, I'm not. And so that's the thing. I think a lot of people are sitting here going, "Hey, I, I have a crazy good loan, yeah. and I do want a little bit more." But recent history here has taught us that. It's good to be smart about taking on more obligation, and um, you never know when you can get your hand smacked. You know, the you have the whole economy went through such a dip that people, I think it takes some time to restore confidence. Um, I was... I was in a, a rollover vehicle accident when I was in a teen, when I was a teenager, and I used to... I used to feel so confident in a car and then suddenly the simplest little turn made it feel like I was going to flip over again. And so I think that there's kind of part of that. Once you experience what it's like to see your, your home plummet in value at the same time as your retirements and your wages get cut and they start giving you furlough days and guys that work in the cubicle next to you have been laid off. You go through all this period, you get a couple months of recovery under your belt you're not like, hey, cool, let's go race out and buy this and do that and, and make these changes. I think most people are going, that's pretty fresh. I remember what that feels like to, to get hammered. And you know what? The desk next to me is still empty and they're talking about filling it, but uh, I think I'm not going to go out and get that new car quite yet. I think that's probably closer to, to where people's mindsets are. And... You know, at the same time, we didn't build enough homes, so they've gone up in value, and interest rates are really low. So there's some people that go, I'm not, yeah, I'd like one with a fancy kitchen, but that new one isn't going to come with this 3% 30-year fix I got, so I'm going to stay put. And you got everything pretty well froze up. Just yesterday, I was part of a transaction we're trying to negotiate, and the seller doesn't want to let go of the property until they identify the one that they're going to move into. And uh, that's a tricky spot to be in because the buyer's going, hey, I need to like move out of this rental house, and I got to make some real plans to make this happen. I understand you want to keep yourself a parachute, but where am I supposed to put all my stuff? And then at, at in that same one complicating factor to it is that we can't do a, a you know a interest rate lock that's just open-ended we have to pick some time so do you want to do a 30-day escrow or a 60-day escrow or a 90-day escrow 
give us enough information to make a plan. And then you can't just go decide on day 70 that you need another 60 days. That doesn't work for everybody but the seller. Um, and so that's another part of it too, is people don't want to let go of what they got and be that move up buyer because when you sell yours, you, your entry level home is going to sell hot, nice and fast. You're probably going to get a sweet number for it. Then what? You're going to be competing like crazy to replace that home and there's not enough out there. So you got a lot of people that are going, I'll wait until there's enough options and that's going to make prices a little bit more favorable for me. I'm not going to go down that road today. This house is good enough today. There was one comment in this housing survey put out by Fannie Mae that I totally disagreed with. You were just kind of talking about it, that some consumers, or at least those that were maybe polled in this survey, believe that it's a bad time to buy or sell a home. It's not a bad time to sell a home. In fact, in two weeks, we're going to have a realtor as a guest on this show who has an ad out advertising <laughs> that she's got buyers who can't find a home for sale that, that fits their needs. So yeah. I, I don't agree that it's a bad time to sell a home. Um, Nor do I. <laughs> I mean, there, there are some things that can make it complicated about yeah, and selling a home today. The scenario that you brought up is, yeah. is exactly that scenario. Um, but in some cases, you can find yourself your replacement home and then sell yours. That's not a terrible idea. I don't know. Hey, hey, folks, we sure hope that you would uh, chime in. If you have anything to add to the conversation, you can do so by calling 543-8830, 543-8830. Phone lines are open. If you're a little shy, you can just share your question with Jim, and he will uh, he'll act as your liaison to to the big hosts of the show, the stars. Yeah. yeah. I know I know it's stars. kind of a big deal to call. Yeah, you talk to celebrities like this. I, it's best to do it on speakerphone cuz when you when you like get shaky and all that, you don't want to drop the phone. Right. Yeah. So, just you know, a possibility, a suggestion for you. 543-8830 is the number to call in. And we're going to take a quick break for uh commercials from our sponsors. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. The annual Morro Bay Wine Cellar Wine Raffle is on, and you can win 50 bottles of premium wine valued at over $1,500, courtesy of Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Tickets are only $50 each. All proceeds benefit the Morro Bay 4th of July celebration. The raffle will be held on Saturday, July 5th at 2 p.m. at Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Support the 4th of July and buy your raffle ticket today. For more info, call 772-8388 or visit morrowbaywinecellar.com. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody at Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. We recently made the jump to direct lender. That's right, now we can do your loan in-house, but we still broker too. We choose based on getting the best loan terms for you. We don't know what to call it yet, but you'll call it amazing. Refi or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN, just call 543-LOAN, we're the mortgage experts on 
Central Coast, Central Coast Lending. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. The City of Morro Bay has its patriotic arms open and waiting for you to join them once again this 4th of July for an Independence Day celebration that will be better than ever. All the festivities kick off at 10 a.m. with the Morro Bay Mile Skateboard Push Race on the Harbor Walk. And don't forget to decorate your bike for the 5th Annual Bike Parade at 1 p.m. from the Rock to Tidelines Park where the activities continue. It's a fun family day with live music, lawn games, and more. This year's music lineup includes the Dentures, Prestige, the Bobby Santa Cruz Band with the 805s, and Nashville recording artist Herrick. And of course, the star of every 4th of July is the fireworks, which blast off at 9 p.m. This is a 4th of July celebration that keeps bringing you back, and it's fun for the entire family. Brought to you by Todd Benzini's Dockside Restaurants, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. For a schedule of events, lodging options, and more, check out the website at morrobayforth.org. That's morrobayforth.org. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. I can't say anything right now because I'm having a sneezing fit. Should I jump in? Yeah. All right. Pick me up. <laughs> While Jason recovers from allergies. This is... Oh, I know this song. Made of Liz. I thought we crazy. were going to space for a moment. Yeah, but I thought Then so I realized so. I know this song. All right, folks. Welcome back to Mortgage Matters. Kind of quiet out there in Radio Land, isn't it? It's yeah. just because it's a nice day. Yeah, everybody's outside. I'm only here because I have to be. Breathing pollen. Yeah. <laughs> but if you were off, you're only here because you have to I be. I would be listening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm nice here because like I want to be. Oh. Well, I think you have to be, too, since you've missed so many shows lately. <laughs> what well, I have to be, too, because it's it's part of what we do to, to brand the business. That's right. So Dan and I'll just go home and you can take over. I, I'll be right there with you. We'll all meet up out front and decide if it was a good idea or not. I know you guys have every confidence in the world that I could blabber for an hour straight, but um, the thought of doing so is less than enthralling for me. So I would, I would skip. Let's go wherever we're going. I'll just go. We'll grab lunch or something. What do you guys want to do? 
You said uh, you teased earlier, Dan, that um, some. I don't know that you used the word successes, but you said stuff that went on at the office this week. Yeah, I was thinking that was more second hour type of topic. Oh, you're yeah. you're just foreshadowing. Trying yeah, to, trying okay, to yeah. Got it. It's the hook. You know, you got to get the people hooked in. Yeah, it's marketing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a master of marketing. <laughs> Oh boy! Now is this this that we have to look forward to in the next hour? These are things that uh, ways that you saw problems solved, or well, it's trends that I saw with oh. some clients coming into the office and sharing questions or concerns, consistent among different clients. So whenever I see that, when I see people who are unrelated, don't know each other, completely different transactions that have the same kind of um, questions and concerns, it it leads me to believe that it's a good topic to talk about because they're probably not the only ones out there. Agreed. Um, so I, you know, like to try to identify those trends in the office and share them on the radio so that people don't think they're alone with these questions and concerns. Yeah. Yesterday. You know, you know how it was in school sometimes? Well, you probably didn't have this problem, but some kids in class were a little shy about raising their hand and asking that question because they thought it was a dumb question. Like everyone else would think they're stupid for asking it. But everybody has the same question. Exactly. And yeah, it's helpful. That's why they say there's no such thing as a dumb question. Only Even if it's one, a really dumb question. Only, only the one you don't only ask. Only the one you don't ask. Yeah. So I'd like to help those folks out who still are just a little shy. Okay. I know they're out there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what we'll do in the the second hour. Okay. But you still have these six minutes to go. And I'm I'm counting on you to make them count. Or else I, you know, I'll feel maybe a little bit like I've been gypped. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> He's got nothing. <laughs> the kid's got nothing. You want to talk about? No, you know, I, there, I, you I'm, I'm just teasing you. I have a little piece here that I wanted to talk about. Is um, one of the things that really frustrates me about the new construction that we have going on around the county right now is that the the builder is in bed with a lender, and they have this issue this credit kind of thing if you use the lender that they have and so what ends up happening is that this consumer the the home buyer is basically steered by the builder by way of the real estate agent they've selected to sell the track to a lender that has the the inside ticket and Earlier in the show, I was talking about the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. One of the main things that they're out to do is to make sure that clients are getting a fair shake, that they're being treated um, not only legally, but also ethically. That um, And, you know, and here's one of the problems with that. Um, if you talk to somebody that's recently been through a home loan, okay, it's a there's a lot of paperwork that goes on there's a, all of the questions get asked all of the questions get answered some of the stuff is proven ad nauseum like you know we get your your for example you get social security and we see it on your bank statement it's deposited by the u.s treasury and then they'd like to have the 1099 for the preceding two years to show what the annual benefit was and then likewise, they want to see what the uh, award letter says, and then also find it on line 20 of your tax returns. And at the whole end of the day, it's like, wow, really? I'm 66 years old and I get this $1,100 a month from the government. Why is that such a difficult thing? 
if you're forced to pre-qualify with a lender, you have to go through that with the lender. What are the odds at the conclusion of that that you want to go, hey, thank you for pre-qualifying me. Now I'm going to go get pre-qualified by another company. You're not. It's exhausting. And so what ends up happening is, is that these consumers are steered and they're steered into ways that they're doing business in places where they're not getting the best deal. They're not getting availability to all the loan programs. Uh, they're not getting the lowest interest rates and the lowest closing costs. And so the CFPB is cracking down on it. Um, and I'm kind of glad about that. I'm, I'm glad to know that there's going to be a little bit of extra attention paid. Um, this last week, the CPFB came out, CFPB rather, said that, um, check this out. This is pretty disappointing though. They gave a fine to a company called um, FTC, which is a Pennsylvania-based home builder. They find these guys $650,000. That's it. And I thought, man, that's that's really not that much money. And I wonder where that money goes. I guess it goes just to fund their audits and investigations of complaints with different companies and stuff. But the um, these guys got fined. Um, and I've read other stories recently about companies that are getting fined. So I thought I'd just mention it on the air today that if, if you are one of the people that are looking at buying a home in one of the new tracks, um, they may be offering you some kind of closing cost credit. I do think it's still a good idea to get a second opinion. Let us give you some counsel. I had some long-term clients of mine that I've done several loans for that are now buying a home in one of the new tracks. They came in and said, hey, I got to get pre-qualified with this other company. And they're giving us a $10,000 seller credit if we use their lender. So I look at the thing and I said, yeah, well, their lender is charging you an interest rate that's ridiculously high. It would have been like the bank making four points off this thing if it happened that way. I knew I couldn't beat the deal, but I just armed them with paperwork to go back and negotiate a better interest rate. So not only did they end up getting an interest rate that was almost three quarters of a point lower, but they also still got that credit. And so... Um, I just am interested in, in making sure that people are getting a fair shake with these companies. Um, if you or anybody you know is interested in getting that kind of objective help, you could always give us a call. Uh, number at the office is 543-LOAN, 543-5626. You can also just look us up on the web and send us a note from there. Let us know what's going on. Uh, it really is our goal to advocate for you and help you. Um, guys, we're at the top of the hour here, which means we got to do this break and, uh, we get back in just a few minutes. We got another hour to go. So go freshen up your coffee, water the dog, do what you got to do. We'll be back in about four minutes for more mortgage matters. Thanks for sticking around. You're tuned in to mortgage matters, which airs every Saturday from 10 AM to noon. Your host, Dan and Jason from central coast lending want you to join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800 549-5832. Now, back to the show. Well, we 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Mortgage Matters. Thanks so much for being with us. This last week here, um, my I, my mother had a birthday. Sometimes she listens, so she is. I'll say happy birthday, mom. And then also, uh, my mother-in-law has a birthday just two days after my mom. She never listens, but in the unlikely event this gets back to her, I say happy birthday, mother-in-law. There you go. <laughs> and now, it, 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 yeah, maybe somebody else will tell them that, hey, Jason, wish you a happy birthday on the air. Go. Gotta get those brownie points where you can. Yeah. Say it's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Your mom listens like every week though, doesn't she, Dan? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not her birthday. Why don't you say hi to your mom? Hi, mom. <laughs> it's coming up in a couple weeks though. Is it? Yeah. Exciting. June 29th. So what's the what's the big plans? What's going on? It's June. What are you doing? Um, like family vacation yeah. kind of stuff. Going anywhere? Do anything? Well, the only thing I, every year I go camping up near Lake Tahoe with my dad. It's kind of a boys' trip. Yeah, my dad, my uncle, some of my cousins. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm Sit doing around, that. talk baseball. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah, go up, we fish, fires, we do some, do some fishing. fishing. Yeah, just manly stuff. Uh huh. Grow out your back hair, all that. Oh, totally. Yeah. We. This isn't like. You know, glamping. This isn't glamping. <laughs> no one's this, bring, this is bringing, camping. No one's bringing their big old trailer. No, 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 no. This is this is. I mean, it's not as rough as it could be. It's not backpacking, um, kind of thing. But yeah, you know, there's no showers, um, no no drinking water. You have to boil your your water so that it's clean. Wow. There is an outhouse though, so that's, oh, that's nice. That's nice. You don't have to dig your own hole. I'll tell you what I'm not doing this summer since I walked watched Blackfish last night. <laughs> Won't be going to SeaWorld to oh, see the orcas. I watched, yeah, we watched that. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> that was super sad. Yeah, it and was. I, and I couldn't help but think about like how how much we were duped when we were going to SeaWorld. I remember as even as a kid and stuff thinking, what a great connection these humans had with these animals and they really did seem to have a a really a connection that was almost unexplainable and then you begin to really learn about how smart those orcas truly are yeah um i don't know that i would endorse the movie for all to watch because it is pretty upsetting and and sad but um at the same time it's also good to have some awareness raised about the issue but yeah so i'm not going to sea world at least, yeah, not. All right. Thanks to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to go. We used to have annual passes to see. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, when you live in San Diego, you get like a, um, they do these deals where like a ticket's like, you know, if it's $69 or whatever, you pay like 85 you get the annual pass. So then you may as well. You only need to come back one time. And so, you know, then you come back more and more. But um not anymore, thanks to Blackfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, well, Dan, now where do we even go from here? I, <laughs> I think we're done now. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. there's there's no natural segue here, so we'll just we'll just we're just gonna jump lanes altogether. We're going in a different direction now. I can't wait for you to tell me. So this week, I th maybe it was over the last couple of weeks. I was 
privy to multiple conversations with clients where they had concerns about something that, again, is being involved in this business. I think we might just take it for granted because we deal with it every single day. Um, but they're, they're kind of relics of an old problem, which is people going to the closing table and finding that the deal has changed Oops. for them. Yeah, the interest rates may be higher. The closing costs have are are different or high. You know, worst case being higher, or um, just simply not understood too. Yeah, not understood how how things are working. That you know, here I am being told that I have to sign these final loan papers, but things don't seem the same or feel right um, compared to how we started this whole process. And so the questions came up with, you know, how do I know that what you're telling me today is how this is going to end up at the conclusion. Yeah. And there's been a lot of emphasis put on this with all the regulation that the mortgage industry has experienced over the last six years since the the housing bubble burst. You know, there's there's been a major effort to ensure that the consumer, when they start the transaction, is going to see those same terms at the end of the transaction and right. not be duped into into something unexpected. Yeah. Um, when I'm asked that question, I usually tell somebody um, there's, you know, kind of some standard statements here. But first and foremost, the loan disclosure paperwork that we begin with in today's transaction is is kind of intended. It used to be loosey-goosey, like maybe some framework. But for the most part, anything and everything on the page could change. They could double or triple in any or all categories. And there really was no, no, no way of preventing that from happening. In 2010, when they came out with a new good faith estimate laws, they came up with these categories that after initial disclosure, some of them, there's zero tolerance, may not change. If it changes in that field, like say, for example, uh, you tell somebody that the appraisal fee is $450, the appraisal turns out to be $900, that extra money is just taken from the person that originates the loan. They don't go on to take it from the borrower that, hey, things got more expensive, sorry. And that's the way it was yesteryear. Hey, uh, you're, you know, this happened and, and therefore you're just paying these fees and, and like it or not, that's how it, it shakes out. So today there really is some some great um, pieces now in place to keep that from happening. Some of the things that um, are a little bit beyond our control, the prices may change, they allow a 10% variance on. So if the courier fee goes from $30 to $35, they'll allow a 10% variance that says oh, it could have been 33, so you're only gonna get cured $2 in this. Um, but for the most part, Fees can't really change. Now, this is the part where people really need to understand, though, is that the interest rate, as well as the charge or credit associated with it, which we'll call points, because um, you can have even negative points, which is a closing cost credit, but those two components can change. And that's one part that people don't realize. is Until that, it's locked. Well, 
But once it's locked, there are things about it can create a change, though, such as a low appraisal or a borrower's credit score dropping, which would change the terms of the lock and somehow go in. And, and that kind of thing can happen very late in the game. Um, for example, I have a loan transaction right now where a client has a, a fraud alert placed on his credit report. And we're all the way down to, to clearing for loan docs here. We're ready to close, but we have to fix that fraud alert. And it's going to take a new credit report to do so. And I don't expect us to be crossing any thresholds where it's going to cost this gentleman money. However, if it did, you know, you, you rerun a credit report and the, you, you had a late car payment that this month. Some of those major terms can change. So my point is you need to understand that most of this stuff really can't change. Something very material that creates a true change to the lock means that your interest rate could change. Um, but then here's the, the other part to it. Yeah. Can I interject on yeah. that? So when you're right, when there are changes that can impact the pricing of your loan or your interest rate change, there are there are things. An appraisal can come in low, which will change your loan to value. Your credit score could drop, you know, when a new credit report's required. Maybe you as the as the borrower decide that you want to change your loan amount mid-transaction. Yeah. That can impact the pricing of the loan. Those changes when they when they become aware have to be you have to be notified that that change is affecting the the fees or terms of your loan within three business days. And of if being you're, made aware of the change. And if you're not notified within those three business days, then the mortgage company is not allowed to change the terms of your loan. Correct. That being said, I do think a lot of companies fail to, to alert the borrower within those three days. The appraisal may come in and it goes to a loan processor's desk before it's over into underwriting and then finally underwriting come back and said, hey, your loan initially was priced out and these this whole agreement was based on your home appraising for 400,000. That gave you 20% equity. And now a week before closing, you're being told that the home's appraised only for 380 and that the deal is it's messed up now. You don't have 20% equity. The interest rate's going to be higher. The closing costs are going to be higher. And you have to have mortgage insurance. The company failing to recognize that change of circumstance and alert everybody within the three-day period and find the, the fix, that then prevents them from being able to adversely affect you so that that's one of the things that you really do in a loan transaction have to be cognizant of is as the changes occur, are the changes that materially affect you known and redisclosed and dealt with in that required amount of time going through the deal. And then this is the last piece of advice that I always tell people. Um, first of all, I don't ever go to my loan closing, that signing appointment where the client sits down with the loan officer and does a thing. I got... I know a lot of loan officers that do, and I understand they could make some decent argument for it, but this is how I do it with my client. You're going to hang on to these initial disclosures, and along the way, if we re-disclose to you, you're going to get a copy of those disclosures. You're going to hang on to those. And at the end, when you sit down with the notary and the escrow agent to do your signing, that's the final reconciliation. Hey, this is what I was told in the beginning, and this is what you're asking me to sign today. Do these match? 
And can you help me understand everything on here that changed? Now you're with a neutral third party that stands to gain nothing by you closing this loan. They are just there to make sure that you ask your questions and that your questions are answered. Now, if I'm in the room, you may not feel comfortable asking because maybe you asked me before and I did a good job helping you understand then, but it didn't totally sink in and you, you don't want to feel stupid, so you're not going to ask again. I don't want that to be your experience. So I do everything I can with somebody in the beginning to make sure that they understand and then equip them with, hey, when you're in escrow, you're going to lay out that fee worksheet against the one that they're giving you at the end. And if, if anything on there feels funky, have them answer your questions. If they can't answer your questions, you can certainly call me. And you know what? Sometimes those people call. And when they call... You know what most of the time it is? An error. Too much taxes or now it, it showed up to escrow and there's an impound account when all along we knew there wasn't supposed to be or they're double paying the insurance or something's gone wonky. But the point is, is that they know how to evaluate it and they know what is and isn't part of that first deal. Um, the original deal, the deal they think they're in there to sign. And, you know, that's that's one of the places where I think working with a lender with integrity really matters is, yeah, things are going to change. This is real life. There are little things that crop up along the way. But when you sit down in there, you're, you, something changed. You should go. You should be able to explain why it changed. Yeah, my initial deal was four and a quarter for a thousand bucks in closing costs, and my new deal is four and three eighths for fifteen hundred in closing costs. But that's because my house appraised short, my credit report dropped, and you know, and I needed to change my loan amount for to add the impound account or something. Oh, psh, you're well informed. You've you've done good through this. The worst is those ones that sit down. And the deal's different. They have no idea why. They were never given any kind of updates from anybody. And now they're basically told, if you don't sign by 5 o'clock today, this thing turns into a pumpkin and you're done. Yeah. Like, we don't have time left on the lock and you got to race and rush. And and there's been a lot of effort to make sure that that cannot happen right. to someone anymore. That they can't be blindsided at the final signing table. Yep. That, In fact, you, you, add, you recommend that you're clients bring a copy of their initial and subsequent, you know, any interim disclosures to the final signing to compare with their final fee sheet. Escrow actually has a page as part of their final settlement statement that compares how it began. the initial good faith estimate to the final terms. And it shows you whether or not fees went up or down and in which categories they changed. So you have that comparison well, they, as part of the yeah, new final settlement And they statement. have that because that's how they regulate the no tolerance stuff or the 10% tolerance stuff. So they have a really good um, understanding of it too. Yeah, and my point is in that we're we're in a referral business. That client of mine needs to walk out of there. And there's really two choices. They walk out of there and go, yeah, I was counseled and advised well, and I understood the deal well. And when we got down to the table, the deal was the deal. And I'm happy about that. And then they go explain to their coworker that, yeah, that's not what happened to me. I, I didn't get down to the table and have a totally different deal that I didn't understand. Um, it was very well laid out. In fact, my loan officer not only provided me the documentation, but showed me how to evaluate it to know that it was a good deal or not. Those, that's how we get the business that we get. 
and um, that's that's really awesome. I I love that we're we're still after all these years we're still making that effort to. Uh, help somebody be educated to make a savvy decision um, to get the best deal that they could get for their household. That's a that's really, I think, where the rubber meets the road. Those ones where the deal changes, those are people that when you catch that guy on the phone, he calls you up because he just walked out of a signing where the whole thing changed. They're saying, I should have known from the beginning. The person wasn't clear, couldn't answer my questions. I couldn't get a copy of the paperwork. I tried to call them in the middle and I never heard anything. And then I got down to ask her and the deal was totally different. There's no way I'm signing that. Yeah, the writing's on the wall the whole way in that deal. Um, if you're not getting that quality service and the help and the education along the way, participating in that stuff, you're likely to have yourself a transaction at the end that you don't understand. Or suddenly you're being asked to bring in $9,000 when you thought you weren't bringing in anything. Um, I, had a, I had a client this week that I was actually really wanting to talk about on the radio too. Okay, we should probably do that after a commercial break. Just real quickly as a recap, in case you tuned in midway or you thought we were just talking too fast. Um, the good faith estimate is the document that you want to pay attention to. That's your contract for the fees. That that document even has dates that say the fees can't change until this date has passed or or your rate is locked in until this date and everything on this statement is good within certain tolerance levels um, until this date. So it's the good faith estimate that you want to pay attention to. Um, that's your contract for rates, points, and fees. Um, and, and it's, it's very strictly regulated. So if you have any concerns, it's the good faith estimates, the form you want to pay attention to. Um, we do have to step aside for a quick commercial break and we'll be back with yet another real life scenario, um, to talk about. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Jason Grody at Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. Let me and my staff of mortgage experts help you buy your next home. We promise to close on time, on budget, with no surprises. Give Central Coast Lending a call today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The City of Morro Bay has its patriotic arms open and waiting for you to join them once again this 4th of July for an Independence Day celebration that will be better than ever. All the festivities kick off at 10 a.m. with the Morro Bay Mile Skateboard Push Race on the Harbor Walk. And don't forget to decorate your bike for the 5th Annual Bike Parade at 1 p.m. from the Rock to Tidelines Park where the activities continue. 
It's a fun family day with live music, long games, and more. This year's music lineup includes the Dentures, Prestige, the Bobby Santa Cruz Band with the 805s, and Nashville recording artist Herrick. And of course, the star of every 4th of July is the fireworks, which blast off at 9 p.m. This is a 4th of July celebration that keeps bringing you back, and it's fun for the entire family. Brought to you by Todd Gonzini's Dockside Restaurants, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. For a schedule of events, lodging options, and more, check out the website at morrobayforth.org. That's morrobayforth.org. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. The annual Morro Bay Wine Cellar Wine Raffle is on, and you can win 50 bottles of premium wine valued at over $1,500, courtesy of Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Tickets are only $50 each. All proceeds benefit the Morro Bay 4th of July celebration. The raffle will be held on Saturday, July 5th at 2 p.m. at Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Support the 4th of July and buy your raffle ticket today. For more info, call 772-8388 or visit morrobaywinecellar.com. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's 1127 on this beautiful Saturday. I can't wait to get outside. I don't know what I'm going to do today yet, but it's going to be something in the sunshine. Maybe a little Frisbee golf. You ever do the Frisbee golf? Uh, I've done it once. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's challenging. It is. I think I could throw a regular Frisbee farther than I could throw the Well, they're different. They're, yeah. that they're different discs, and they're crazy. People who are really into it have... You know, their putter <laughs> and their driver. A whole backpack with like 15 yeah. discs in it. I don't, I just have two. I my, like... my cousin who lives um, in Berkeley is really into. Go ahead and say it. Your hippie cousin. That... He's kind of hippie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little That's hippie. But he's, he is into his Frisbee golf and he's pretty good at it. Hey, for the most part, it's free. It's a little hike around a little area with some trees. You can bring your dog, bring the kids. There's one um, of those around Sinsheimer, isn't there? There's a bunch of them around here. Yeah. There's one over by Sinsheimer. There's also one by Laguna Lake, the oh, park yeah. right there. Um, sea Pines, the golf course in Los Osos, put 
disc golf baskets next to every green. Hmm. And, and I do think you have to pay them, but it's a reduced fee. But you can go out there because it's such cush grass and go literally barefoot and oh, like that's cool. walk in the nice grass next to the ocean playing disc golf on a cool course. Hmm. Um, there, there's several on the coast, even a really nice one in San Simeon. We have one um, in Atascadero right there at Hailman Park. That's really cool. A full 18-hole course that's free. Um, yeah, so this is something that's catching on. Um, and it's I think it's pretty fun to do. It's nice to just get outside and go throw the disc around the in the grass. Doesn't help with my allergies, though. Anyway, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, Dan, before the break, I started to tell you um, about this guy that I had this week. There's several reasons why I really love this story. Um, so I have this client that I, I'm going to keep some anonymity for him. And I don't know whether or not he's listening, but um, I'm, I'm always pretty good about this anyway. This dude works for a, a major real estate company. So I tell you that it's relevant because he's got access to a lot of lenders, right? They probably even have in-house lending. Um, if not, he knows these real estate agents pretty well that, um, again, no loan officers and have a pretty good idea of how to make things happen. So he um, applied for a loan and um, to buy a home, ultimately to get pre-qualified and went to Wells Fargo and was declined. So he was pretty bummed, didn't didn't like the answer and went online the in this way that um, opens up a Google page and starts typing about buying a home after you go through a short sale. He found the top hit on the page was a Central Coast Lending article that we wrote about, again, educating people about options in, in these circumstances. And so he read this article and then he called me and said, I think that, you know, if if what you wrote is true, I think that I can qualify for this and I'd like to explore it a little bit further. So um, I told him that what he read was in fact true and that we could do this loan for him. Um, and I'll give you just a, a quick synopsis of what happened was this guy had a short sale, which means he sold his home for less than what was owed on it. He had never refinanced it. Um, it wasn't his intention to to screw the bank out of a bunch of money. They were, um, he and his wife and family were doing pretty good. And his wife one day was ill. And it turned out that she had a significant brain tumor. And she lost her job. She went through a lot of tests and a lot of stuff for them to figure out exactly what was going on. Lots of co-pays, lots of extra expenses. As you could imagine, even the stress of just dealing with something like this. Um, and in in the middle of that, they really couldn't afford this house that they were in and needed to sell it. But they owed more than it was worth to no fault of their own. That's what happened in the economy. So they wrote the bank. The bank agreed and allowed them to sell it short. And that was about 13 months ago. After they got rid of the house... Um, this gentleman's wife, thankfully, was able to have um, brain surgery. She had a tumor removed and is um, happy to report she's back at work. So these guys navigated some pretty hairy personal, 
professional financial stuff, um, but their problems are really resolved. And you can tell from their credit, these aren't people that flake out on obligations. They, they sold a home that they needed to sell. And um, at any rate, now that they're back together with finances and everything, they said, hey, we're ready to buy a house. So they got declined by their lender. So I'm explaining to this guy that I not only can I do this, but I'd like you to have some confidence in it because this is something that we do every day. And I understand you work for a real estate company. You're already turned down by a bank. But um, this is one of the big benefits to a company like us where we're we exist today. Not only do we survive, but we thrive in being able to do this kind of stuff because we can get to these lenders that Wells Fargo doesn't. They don't do this fringy stuff. They don't do these deals where, um, you know, they just kind of make these overlays and these rules and, ah, it's too fresh for us. We're not going to allow that. It's only been 13 months. Maybe you're going to have a relapse or something, right? So for whatever reason. And then I found myself now, he's like, and for good reason, kind of questioning us. Hey, well, I already found out from a bank that I respect that this won't work. And you're an out-of-town lender because he's from the Bay Area, right? Found us on an internet search. And I'm going, all right, yeah, I get it. We're the, like, internet-based company saying that we can do something that um, sounds like it may be too good to be true, right? It's just like answer to prayer for this guy. So... He's a little bit skeptical, but we're underway. And uh, I am looking forward to closing this escrow for this guy so that we can have it spread all around his office about what can be done like this. And then at the same time, to be able to, to share that success with other people to know that this is one of the things that sets our company aside is being able to do loans like this because of the offering that we have uh, we're offering the products of 50 different banks. For some people, it's just about interest rate. Hey, I I am vanilla. I have 50% equity in my house. I have a W-2 job. I have a million dollars in savings. I have an 800 credit score. My house is totally normal. I need no special consideration at all. I seek only the very best interest rate possible at the lowest possible costs. You bet. We got that. We, and we know we have that. Then we get these guys that come in and say, hey, um, I've been declined by 10 banks in a row. Here's the problem. We built a full-blown second unit out in our garage out back. It's now like got a kitchen and a bathroom. It's really nice. There's a jacuzzi tub and the whole thing's like really set up beautifully, but it's not done with permits and everyone denies our loan. We can do that loan. Um, and yeah, that's a different bank than the bank that just is doing those the lowest possible interest rate to the best possible borrower. But it's still just a normal 30-year fixed Fannie Mae loan. Um, yeah, it might be an eighth or a quarter percent higher in interest rate. 
but nonetheless, it's a possible loan um, for us to be able to do. And there's there's a gamut of issues. I mean, if somebody's debt to income ratio is a little bit too high, or maybe they just need to qualify with one year of tax returns, they've had a bankruptcy or a short sale, they had a change in the profession that they work in. There's so many different things that we literally can sit down to a matrix of lenders and say, oh yeah, we we definitely do have a way to do this because this bank is known to be doing that. And that's just, that's what you get when you work with a company like this. And that's, that's huge. It's so invaluable um, to anybody in the process. And, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's not at all just by luck, but rather by design. We built this company to do this. And then at the same time have tried so hard to, um, to do it right and have integrity and educate our clients and do what we do. And, um, and a lot of this is, you know, deserves some thanks to the radio too, because th it's this format that allows us to get that word out that people understand that uh, you know, this guy's not quite the same as Quicken. They're better, you know, in, in every way than Quicken, including being able to offer lower interest rates. So, um, it's a, a unique thing but um yeah i was i was really excited to get that deal from somebody that ran the it department for a major real estate company um and then is coming to the out of town uh i want to do air quotes internet lender from somebody that he's probably really never heard of but um and and we're going to do it and it's gonna it's gonna send some ripples back through that economy up in san jose as they go hey check out this little mom pa shop down in san luis obispo that's blogging about successful lending opportunities so i thought that was pretty cool i'm excited to share that that is cool yeah that's what's great about that um back to work program because that scenario like you said to no fault of their own they were they were forced into a short sale situation they would have been selling their home whether the market was up or down right. they just needed to get out of that obligation right to then. afford the medical costs that they were incurring. and So there was a lot of foreclosures, right? We know that. There was a lot yeah. of short sales. There was all kinds of things that went on. Um, when you, your spouse or you ends up with a brain tumor and ends up going through this, I'm like, you know, thank God that they're able to come today and buy another house. These are the kind of people that deserve that full-blown second chance. Oh, yeah. This was not something that was planned. It was not something that was avoidable. Um, and yeah, like you said, if the economy was appreciating and, and just going gangbusters and their house was worth 400000 more than they owed on it, that would have been fine. They still needed to sell it. The problem was is that you know they were part of an economy where there was a soft spot for a while. And at that snapshot, when they had to sell the equity wasn't there and it was not their fault. And um, I'm glad that we have some loan programs to be able to do that. And uh, so just real quick as a highlight for you guys, that program allows you, if you do a short sale to purchase a new home after 12 months, 
for those of you that are rolling your eyes saying that's a that's dirty subprime lending that got us into this problem in the first place it's not you have to document what happened where the loss of income was where the major health problem was um, basically have a compelling extenuating circumstance and believe me we have some that I really believe in that um, will end up turned down because there wasn't a substantial enough um, cause for that. So it's not just gross blanket lending to people that don't deserve it. Um, it, it is really where people can apply for a loan where they're going to get some special consideration because things out of their control happen. Um, and I'm proud to be able to offer loans to those kind of people. Hey, it's 11.40 now. Um, I do want to say the phone lines are dead. Are you listening? Are you out there? Do you care? I Apparently, it was really quiet this morning. Was it? Yeah. Well, during the colon cleansing shows? Or well, what? that's always quiet. Yeah. No one Mother calls Mouse, too, but was kind of quiet this morning, too. Was it? It's, like, you know, it's, well, Father's it's graduation, Day, graduation weekend. weekend. It's Father's Day. Yeah. 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 And There's lots going on. This is this is going to be a great show to replay. Yeah, sure right. you jot the jot the date down. Even though we're uh, not getting any phone calls, it's a, <laughs> okay. it's, it's a wealth of information. Yeah, yeah. I'm lulling you to sleep too. You look like you're ready to just hunker no, down. That was a late night last life. night. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan had a late night too. It looks like over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of being like, yeah, Dan looks like crap yeah, too. You look tired. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Well, we should Gee, take a little thanks. nap during the break yeah. here. A little nappy poo right now during the break. <laughs> All right. If you guys are interested in asking a question or, you know, sharing a comment or an experience that you've had, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 543-8830. 543-8830. We'll be back after this short break for more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. The city of Morro Bay has its patriotic arms open and waiting for you to join them once again this 4th of July for an Independence Day celebration that will be better than ever. All the festivities kick off at 10 a.m. with the Morro Bay Mile Skateboard Push Race on the Harbor Walk. And don't forget to decorate your bikes with the 5th Annual Bike Parade at 1 p.m. from the Rock to Tidelines Park where the activities continue. It's a fun family day with live music, long games, and more. This year's music lineup includes the Dentures, Prestige, the Bobby Santa Cruise Band with the 805s, and Nashville recording artist Herrick. And of course, the star of every 4th of July is the fireworks, which blast off at 9 p.m. This is a 4th of July celebration that keeps bringing you back, and it's fun for the entire family. Brought to you by Todd Benzini's Dockside Restaurants, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. For a schedule of events, lodging options, and more, check out the website at morrowbayforth.org. That's morrowbayforth.org. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso, Morro Bay, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. 
agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The annual Morro Bay Wine Cellar Wine Raffle is on, and you can win 50 bottles of premium wine valued at over $1,500, courtesy of Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Tickets are only $50 each. All proceeds benefit the Morro Bay 4th of July celebration. The raffle will be held on Saturday, July 5th at 2 p.m. at Morro Bay Wine Cellar. Support the 4th of July and buy your raffle ticket today. For more info, call 772-8388 or visit morrobaywinecellar.com. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Morro Bay Wine Cellar, and this radio station. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. Hey guys, welcome back to Mortgage Matters. You remember Sneezy Smurf? <laughs> yeah, Jason's <laughs> back in allergy coma here, so I was going to jump in. I know we had a caller call in just before the commercial break, um, so if you still have that question, um, feel free to call back in. We've got another uh, 12 or so minutes left on the air today. Um, we'd love to take your question or comment. We were just coming out of the break in between sneezes, um, reminding ourselves of some of the unique loan programs that we have at our disposal, because that, that's <laughs> kind of my major function, is, is trying to identify holes in our product offering and, and locate investors for those products. Um, and I may not always be the best at keeping everyone aware of the programs, even in our own company, keeping those folks aware of what we can do. Our product offering is so vast. Um, and some of the other unique things, Jason rattled off a bunch of the scenarios with typical residential housing that we can do. But we can even do things outside of the normal single family or one to four unit type of property. We can do mobile home financing and manufactured home financing. Um, even in parks where you don't own the land, things where you're um, paying a space rent, we can do loans on those properties. Um, up to 90 or even 95% financing. We can do cash out on those. We can do, we have a really cool um, farm and ranch program where we can finance properties that are on acreage 
um, that maybe have some kind of ag production going on. Yeah, people have like um, a bunch of almond trees maybe or maybe a horse arena with a bunch of stables and they end up renting out stalls yeah, they and do order, boarding. Yeah, boarding services. Sure, we can do those kinds of loans. What else? Um, I got one for you. Okay. I'll, I'll pose this as a, um, well, it's, this is kind of true. This week, uh, our marketing staff sent out our uh, monthly newsletter and advertised HELOCs and closed in seconds. Yep, we can do seconds. And I got so many responses by people asking for a second. And so um, why don't you take a minute to uh, give us a little, quick little rundown on who can get a second and what kind of terms they might be getting. Well, there's, a f I mean, anyone with equity in their home can get a second or enough <laughs> equity, I should enough say. Equity. Enough equity. Right now, we're limited to about a maximum combined loan to value. When you look at your first lien and your proposed second lien, um, the maximum combined loan to value can be 80% right now. Um, there's rumors that, that we might be seeing that move up, but right now it's about 80%. And... Um, so folks with with equity in their home can apply for a second lien. And, and what's great about that is you don't have to touch that first lien that you probably just refinanced in the last three or four years into a you know sub 4% interest rate. You can keep that loan in place and then just get whatever cash you need um, to are, go out and, and are make you able to do a line of credit and a close-in second without disturbing the first? Or do you get only the close-in second? If you want to only get the closed-in second, which we call a standalone yep. closed-in second, um, second lien, you're going to be looking at a closed-in second, something where you're getting the lump sum and, and you are um, then have a set repayment. Yeah, so real quick, just to bring you guys up to speed, in terms of the second lien offerings that exist, you really have the the line of credit, which is often called the home equity line of credit, and in it gets quickly converted to its acronym. We call it the HELOC. Um, that home equity line of credit is one where the the line is established. So maybe it's 80% of your home value um, minus the first lien. So let's say you get one for 50,000 bucks. You can charge 50,000 bucks on it. And then what if you pay it off in the next year or two completely? Uh, it's still there. You could use it again. In, in fact, you could you could put five thousand on it and make payments, and then maybe add another five. You could pay the whole thing off and start over. It acts like a credit card, basically. yeah. Basically, a and that's a high considered yeah an, an open ended line of credit where when it's utilized and paid back, it's not closed. On a closed in second, the the amount of money the same it's predetermined so you'll be told how much you can use but at the closing of the loan you're issued that money uh that money comes by way of check and now you owe it so the interest begins accruing on it right then and and should you decide to pay it back the repayment of it um closes the loan so you you may not draw again closed in seconds are typically um, fixed interest rate and an open in one is usually variable because the draw term may be 10 or 15 years 
And when you're going to take that money, if you take it five years down the road, you can't be taking it at 4% if the current interest rates are eight. So they make it to where it just follows tracks along with whatever current interest rates are. On a closed lien, you're borrowing it today. So you're going to get a, a fixed rate today that's based on what the economy is today and begin repaying it immediately. So there's a couple of options there. Um, these loans have been absent from the marketplace for years for a variety of reasons. Number one is uh, the second lien holder, the reason we call it the second is that they're in second position. The way that it shakes down, if there's a sale or a foreclosure or a short sale or whatever, the person in that seniority of lien ranking is who gets repaid first. So if the first lien holder can be made whole, they get it all. And if there's no money left for the second, sorry about that, you chose a junior position. Um, and this is why seconds have a higher interest rate, by the way. There's an intrinsic risk to signing up to be paid second. And so uh, many of those second lien holders got burned through the downturn that so they disappeared. Yeah, they, they yeah, and they were doing stupid things. Hundred percent combined loan to value. You already had an eighty percent first. Why not get a twenty percent second? Then when the property declines by a dollar in value, they're in a negative position. So today they're limiting it to 80% combined loan to value right now. And yeah, there's some opportunity to go farther. In fact, I see some of the banks like Wells Fargo and stuff are offering to go to 90%. They'll do a, like if you're buying a home, they'll do an 80% first with a 90% second. Um, we have loan products that offer that, but most of the time I counsel my clients that unless you have unusual finances coming in the next couple years, like an inheritance or a big promotion at work, or you're going to sell some other property. I don't like the idea of taking a large variable rate second because it can go up. I prefer to get you a 90% loan to value single loan. That's a 30 year fixed and can never change with some mortgage insurance. That's going to stop when you have that pay down that other 10%. That's a good game plan. You know, it's a, it's a finite amount of money that we can calculate exactly when it stops and your, your interest rate will never go up. Um, the banks market that I think, cause it gives them something to talk about it. And it sounds like the right approach, but again, working with our company, given that we can offer both objectively, I give my clients the pros and cons to going down both paths. And, you know, personally, I to me, it makes a lot more sense to, to take a single fixed rate loan to 90% and do some private mortgage insurance. But again, those, those things are just offerings that um, we can counsel you on. Another opportunity is for someone who has a free and clear property, if you don't want to get a fixed closed-end loan a first lien loan, you can get an equity line in first position. Sure. That that possibility does exist. And see, so you that, can... that one's a bit smarter than taking on the, the big um, normal loan because you only pay interest on what you borrow. Mm -hmm. So perhaps you, you know, say, for example, you own a house free and clear and then another one and you're trying to build something. If you do a first lien HELOC against a free and clear home, you sort of treat it like a construction loan. Draw it when you need it. You're only paying interest on what you're actually using. And then if you're under or over budget, you can sort of accommodate that with your line of credit. Whereas if you just do something that's fixed, 100,000 cash out, you're paying interest on the full 100,000 from day one. And if you borrowed too much, 
sorry about that. And if you borrowed too little, sorry about that. It kind of just leaves you without a lot of um, flexibility in that. So there are situations where one is a better fit than the other. It's certainly worth exploring. That's a, that's a great um, thing to bring up. Um, and then, so we've, we're just sitting here covering all the unique opportunities that we have for financing. I think one of the ones that actually has come up several times in the last month um, are related to, to jumbo mortgages. With our jumbo investors, we have opportunities to finance unusual or unique properties, unique. I should say. Properties that are on acreage, properties that are, you know, maybe... I, I, a little bit out of character with surrounding um, surrounding properties. We, we have those opportunities with our jumbo um, investors to get exceptions on property type. Yeah, and when you say that, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, let's go out into like that area of Los Osos, like the Cabrillo Estates. There's a house up in there that's um, a gorgeous house and it's all glass. Yeah. There's nothing else near it like that. And most lenders are going to look at that and go, you got to be out of your mind. The jumbo lenders will actually look at that. And because they're used to dealing with luxury, high-end luxury homes where people do really expressive, unique things like build a, a bizarre, glass yeah, or <laughs> an English Tudor home in a neighborhood full of Mediterranean homes, they're used to seeing somebody elect to express themselves in an architectural way for a 5,000 square foot home for a couple million bucks. So this is the kind of thing where those types of lenders are willing to look at something that's a little bit, it kind of seems unusual or maybe even non-conforming to the neighborhood. In terms of the jumbo loans, too, there's another couple of things that's pretty neat. Um, some people have a great pile of reserves, but um, nice assets that they're sitting on. But because of the current housing and jobs economy, they're not actively employed. So there are some programs where we can do asset depletion type of income calculations and qualify people that don't even have a job if they've got good reserves. So... If you guys are hearing any of this and feel like you want to call and ask a question, uh, we'd love to hear from you. That We have one simple number that rings to all of our offices. It's 543-LOAN. And, and our company really is a company where you can call and just get the straight talk. Uh, we don't... We're not interested in, in gaining your phone number to try to harass you and chase you around for months on end. Uh, we really do believe that if we can answer your questions, provide clear and concise information to you, that you'll let us throw our hand in the ring when you're ready to do a real loan. So don't, don't be shy about calling. And then additionally, venture on over to the website. We put a lot of energy into our website. It's centralcoastlending.com. We have loan calculators on there. We got overviews of these loan programs. You can go check out one of the blog posts about that back to work program or unique properties. Um, we do quite a bit of content on there about most of the things we talk about on the radio. So get in there and see if that answers any of your questions. There's a spot where you can input your contact info to have somebody reach out to you, or you can fill out a full blown loan application right there on the website. So however it is that uh, site can be used for your needs, go for it. So centralcoastlending.com. Thanks so much for being with us today, guys. Sure appreciate it. Congratulations to all of the graduates and happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. All right, we'll be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters. Thanks so much for being with us.